Hi there, this is Kirby Schofield, Schofield Realty here in Las Vegas. Real estate is always changing. Be it a buyer's market, a seller's market, at Schofield Realty, it's your market. Buying or selling, we have the team and the tools to work the market so it works for you. We are excited that we're on the Wayne Coy Show. Our results blessed us with the Zillow Flex Partnership roughly about two years ago due to our consistent conversion and customer service scores. With conversion, that means we can close and with our customer service scores, you know you're going to get the best service possible. We're always looking for agents led by mentorship, resources, and experience. We are your guide. Find us, kirby4u.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y, the number four, the letter U.com. Kirby4u.com or call 702-766-9538. Again, 702-766-9538. Live from Las Vegas, this is the Wayne Coy Show. It sure is, and boy, hockey wasting no time tonight, right? Uh, Oilers and the Golden Knights already underway. They started early, 6.30, which didn't make the people in Edmonton very happy. But hey, it's the way it is. Over at uh, T-Mobile, 1-1, first period. Last night, we got an opportunity to check in with the guy who knows everything about hockey. He's been a scout, he's been a coach, he's been an owner. Chris Collins, Mr. Hockey. He's telling us we're in for one of those kind of series. I'm doing great. Can you hear me okay? Are you technically uh, savvy enough to get me on there? Yeah, I got you on. It's amazing. I don't know how we did it, Chris, but we did it. I'm just kidding. Don't don't listen to me. I'm just a troublemaker. That's all. That's okay. You know what? I, I was assured before you started busting my balls that my balls were actually not going to move once they'd been busted. So we're good. Yeah, you know, I mean, dude, that on our wedding day, that got taken care of. <laughs> not actually our wedding day. I'm not yeah. married to you. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Please clarify that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, what's up, man? We got we got a second round of playoffs here, and you called that. In fact, you said that uh, this is a team that if they do everything they should do, they might be playing for the cup at the end, right? I mean, you know, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, besides being one of the best organizations in pro sports, they've, you know, I mean, he went right out. The owner did. He got the best of the best. Uh, I know that Gary Bettman wanted him in the league, and uh, Bill is, uh, you know, he just he's an incredible operator. He's got really high-end people, and they're not afraid to make changes. And, I, you know, they don't get a lot of credit for this year, but they have had massive injuries this year. Uh, I mean, the net mining situation is ridiculous. They, they've gone into the AHL, brought players up, and they win. Their captain had a serious injury. He comes off that injury, and uh, you know, Stone may be one of the best all-around players in the world. The only area that he has questionable um, you know, elite would be his skating. It's not elite. But you know something? He finds a way to compete every single night. Even when he's hurt, he comes off months of not being in game action, and he finds a way to be relevant, and then he goes crazy the next couple of games. I mean, this is a team that has faced every obstacle so far, and they've been able to, you know, get up. Because, you know, like boxing, it doesn't matter you get knocked down. Everybody gets knocked down. You know, the old saying is that everyone's a tough guy until they get punched in the face, right? That's right, right. That's right. Then you realize, yeah, 
and uh, uh, the Golden Knights have been punched in the face a number of times. And I just I like the way they play. You can see at the end of games when they win, it was very obvious to me, of course, being involved at that level so many years and being involved in the game. When they won the first round, each one of those guys made sure that they made eye contact with uh, the netminder uh, to let them know, to let him know directly how important it was that they won. And it made me really feel good. Yeah. Uh, as a hockey guy. I mean, they looked him in the eyes and that is so critical because that position is staffed by lunatics anyway that want to get hit in the face with pucks coming at 95 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah. It's like you signed up but, to be a, t- a crash test dummy. Right. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. And they, they don't worry about it. They just sort of like, you know, man, you were just hit in an unguarded area and you have, uh, bruises that look like you broke every bone in your body and it's sort of like okay give me an ice bag and i'm going to go back out there so uh so it to me it's an amazing story so far unfortunately there are a number of other teams in the playoffs in comes Connor mcdavid who is one of the i think he's one of the 10 greatest players to ever play the game yep and his career He's just getting started. He's created another superstar in Dreisaitl, who for years, you know, on the power play, I guess he plays on the line with him. Dreisaitl, a German, uh, is an amazing talent, and he's not the greatest skater ever, but boy, he's a weapon. I mean, uh, they've got a rookie netminder in Skinner. They've got some good young defensemen. They've got a good young coach. This is a great matchup. Uh, Edmonton is maybe the fastest team in the league, and uh, Vegas is maybe the best coach team in the league, and they sort of bring the game to their level. This is a very, very fascinating matchup. You know, the big question for me, Chris, is who has the better dive bar? Is it Edmonton or is it Las Vegas? Who has the better what now? Who's got the better dive bars? Is it Edmonton or is it oh, Las Vegas? Wow. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you being in the National Hockey League in the 90s, Edmonton had a lot of dive neighborhoods. <laughs> yes. uh, they probably won't appreciate me saying that. That's okay. But, uh, that's why I asked. I've been there and uh yeah, it was uh, it was definitely yeah. working class. It reminded me reminded me of old yeah. Oakland is what it reminded me of. Yeah, it was more of a working collar town. They put a lot of money into it. They they would uh they would go up and down because of the oil economy, oh. but a lot of money has gone in to rebeautify uh, Edmonton, uh, and you know the uh, the sands, the oil sands that were discovered, put a lot of money uh, into the economy, and uh, boy, nothing does and beats old Vegas. Though, I mean, old Vegas, man, back in the seventies and eighties was amazing because uh, it had such character. But yeah, you're talking about two. Hard-working towns, man. Yeah, so in Vegas. you got to call it the draw yep. in that regard, I think. In that category, I think yeah, it's absolutely. pretty even. Pretty even. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never, oh, yeah. Never and, thought we'd be breaking food. that down. But, uh, yeah, what about no, food? food in Edmonton. Yes? Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, Ukrainian food in Edmonton uh, is just fantastic. I mean, you know, we, we joke about it, but everybody in Edmonton, their last name ended with the word Chuck. Uh, and, you know, in Nevada, everybody's last name ends with the word money. So it's, uh, no, it's good. Uh, okay, how many games is this round going to go? This, 
go seven. Oof. This could easily go seven. Boy. Brossois going to have to. If, if, I don't see why they wouldn't play Brossois. Um, if Brossois is going to start uh, between the pipes uh, for Vegas, uh, he's going to have to be very, very good. Um, Edmonton, uh, they are so quick onto the puck, their regroup, no matter where they are on the ice, okay, and you can even understand this, okay, if there's a turnover in the Vegas end, you watch how quick they regroup. If it's in the neutral zone, watch how they regroup. Yep. In their own end, watch how they come out. And I actually have one of the kids on this team uh, at 13 played for me, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's a 100-point scorer. I knew him when he was young before he grew, and he was uh, one of the top prospects in the world for many years. He's another phenomenal talent they have. I mean, they, they, they're deep. Their problem is that they're young, okay? And But they've got some experience now. So, um, you know, does it overcome the stars that make up the Vegas lineup? We're going to see. But Brossois is going to have to be good. Skinner in net for Edmonton is going to have to be better than Brossois. And I think that's fair. I mean, net miners in hockey, Wayne, are a lot like quarterbacks in football. Yeah. Because, you know, they control the pace and they control the real estate. What gets taken, what doesn't. Sure, the game's won in the trenches. Guess what? In hockey, the game is won in the trenches of the real estate. So the netties, as I like to call them, they have to be good. Real good. Do you really call them the netties? Is that, that's real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Among other, well, if they give up too many goals, I call them something other than that. I'm but, sure yeah. you do. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I would never do that. Well, if this if this does go seven, do you then start thinking that maybe fatigue is going to be an issue moving on for either team? Uh, fatigue is already an issue um, because you see, I mean, it, it's not going to be to the average fan, but. I mean, you know, we can see it, those of us that have been at the game at the highest level. Uh, the other night, uh, I was watching uh, Seattle and uh, Colorado. Seattle's going to be a problem for everybody, okay? If you don't mind me jumping into this, and I'll explain why. Seattle uh, is a young team that was built by a phenomenal hockey guy uh, and Ronnie Francis. Ronnie was a winner for years in Hartford, got moved to Pittsburgh, joined Mario, Yammer Yager, Paul Coffey. I mean, he had the whole group there, uh, and, you know, he learned how to win there. He built Carolina. New ownership came in, and for whatever reason, Ronnie decided he was not going to be part of that, okay? He left a phenomenal organization. He and Peter Carmona, the owner, who sold that team. Phenomenal. Carolina's been good. They put a great coach in, okay? So Ronnie then gets the Seattle job with the Kraken. And a lot of people don't talk about this, but since you and I are A's, Fanatics and Raiders fanatics. I will tell you this, and they, they they will not admit this, but it's so blatantly obvious to me what's going on. They hired one of the best analytics people, up and comers, in the National Hockey League, and she is widely she okay yeah is widely respected. She is really good, and they played a Colorado team that yeah their captain was out the whole series, and Colorado was soft, which was one of the reasons they didn't win, because they're immensely talented. But the analytics side, Seattle knew that if 
they could get their netminder, a former Colorado netminder, to stand up and play hard, that they could beat these guys in a seven-game series. And they did. They shut them down. And analytics has a lot to do with it this whole year, as Dallas is going to find out. And, uh, you know, the crack, and it cracks me up, but they I, there's no pun intended there. I, I but, heard uh, what you did there. That was good. Show radio guy in me, but uh, <laughs> uh, you bring it out of me. But yeah. they definitely are utilizing <laughs> analytics here. They've yeah. utilized it all year long. The important thing is they play as one, and that is brutally hard to get a group to buy in as one. It means they either all hate the coach and they play as one to prove them wrong, or they all love the situation and the coach is just sort of in there changing the lineup. And they're going for it. Uh, they're going to be difficult yeah. right now. They're going to be tough to play for anybody. So I just I want to throw that out. So, so analytics uh, in hockey is that is it uh, is that new or have they been doing it as long as baseball and other sports? Well, I mean the you know baseball had some of the biggest dinosaurs in scouting. Uh, I will tell you that years ago, uh, Peter Carmonis when he ran a Carolina at one time got rid of all the scouts and said, we're going to do our own scouting program. I don't need them, and I don't need to be part of central scouting. And there were guys like me that were doing uh, video digitizing for Billy Bean and for Rick Peterson that cheered them on because we knew what was there with analytics. Mm -hmm. There were very few people involved, and the A's were the first to go head over heels. Billy was a genius for doing it. The NHL's had a lot of old dog dinosaurs in the scouting area, and it's very pro-Canadian, Canadian scouts. It's part of our Canada first kind of mentality. So you won't hear a lot about it, but, yeah, they're all adding analytics people. The buy-in has been more difficult, but I'm telling you right now, Seattle is 100% in on analytics. It showed all year long. A second-year team coming back, with 20 more wins, okay, and knocking out the defending Stanley Cup champions, and I mean whooping their butts at their strength right? and beating them, yeah, yeah, I'd say analytics are part of it. Okay. So does that mean everybody will do this? I, I don't know. I'm just telling you what's at play here. Hey, you should write a book and call it Money Puck. Money Puck, yeah, that, gee, where did we hear that from? I don't know. It's just got a good ring to it, yeah. though. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they, they wouldn't want me to write a book about scouting and about player evaluation. Hey, if you, not go if you write a book, I'm going to tell you right now, if you write a book, I'm buying copy number one because you have more stories than anybody I know. <laughs> well, listen, some people tell me on Facebook I write books every day. Well, you do. And then you get kicked off for like a couple of weeks and then you come back. Hey, I've had 40... Nine suspensions of 31 days or more <laughs> on Facebook since 2007. Oh, my God. 49. You're a troublemaker, Collins. You're a troublemaker. Well, as I used to say as the morning guy, when they would bring me in and want to sign me to a deal, I said, my number one rule, every human is entitled to my opinion 56 minutes per hour. <laughs> and I'm sure you delivered. Uh <laughs> You can see why I don't work in radio anymore. Yeah, right? you and yeah, me both. Go, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you, yeah. you promise you're going to keep us up uh, up to date and on the edge of what's happening yeah. as this series moves on, right? Watch the dry sidle line. They've split them up. So dry sidle's doing the second line and McDavid's the first line. Watch who is playing with each of those guys, okay? And watch the line matching uh, by Bruce when, when those two lines come out, what he does, okay? Because that matchup will decide the series with the netminders. Remember I told you here first, don't be surprised if it goes seven because fatigue will play a part. Even if they say, oh, no, we all feel great. They don't. I've been there. No one feels good. You just don't want to be badly injured because everyone is injured right now sure that's another thing if you don't play hurt in the nhl you don't play there you that's go the rule survival of the fittest that's what we call it when we get to this part of the season i think Amen. all right Amen. and i think you and i should do a morning show together okay chris i'm i'm in i got the headphones for you and i'm, I'm ready to go so just say the word all right, <laughs> all right. okay all right, there you go. All right, man. Chris Collins, have okay, a great brother. night, sir. And I love that you uh, yeah. you didn't let me down. You're in the car. I appreciate that. Okay. Chris is there, and he'll be right here with more hockey as we move along. And we say, go Golden Knights. The Wayne Coy Show. Hey there, it's Wayne Coy. If you're a real estate investor or you're looking to buy an investment property, well, you need to contact Michael Goyaneci at Option Funding. Their well-trained staff can assist you through the financing process and get you the funds that you need. They've got the programs to suit all investors. Now, that includes standard commercial financing, no-income DSCR loans, and hard money, too. You can refinance any existing properties for cash out. Or if you're looking to purchase an investment property, they can get it done for you as well. With rental income on the rise, this is a good time to invest in a rental property. And there are investment opportunities with positive cash flows right here in Nevada and other surrounding states too. They handle single family residences, four units, apartment complexes, and of course, commercial buildings. So give Michael a call at 818-821-7811. That's 818-821-7811 or email MikeGLoans at gmail.com nmls 163400 dre 01342072 nmls 1444037 dre 01921141 shopping is always easy with the radio shopping show whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on am 1400 or listening live on the kshp app you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host or shop 24 7 at kshp.com go to kshp.com and select shopper's guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door with so many possibilities it's hard not to shop my name is michael stefanski and i am the owner and founder of sin city custom suits custom clothing concierge i help gentlemen get into clothes that fit them like they're supposed to that they pick out themselves and we craft together. 600 different suit fabrics to pick from, about 40 measurements to make sure the suit's gonna fit you right. Then we decide, do you want 
two buttons on the front, three buttons on the front, how many on the sleeve, you want like a custom photo lining for the inside of your jacket, any number of different things that you can think of. This is all about what do you want? And and when you ask guys, what do you want? They don't know because they've never given been given the option before. Because I help men look as absolute best as they can. It's transforming people's lives. If you've never had a suit that fits you right, you have no idea how much confidence it gives you. That's the important part. 702-767-2478. Instagram at custom suit guy, sincitycustomsuits.com. The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features their signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill, serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino featuring all your favorite games from the strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sports book or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at klondikesunset.com. Hi there, this is Kirby Schofield, Schofield Realty here in Las Vegas. Real estate is always changing. Be it a buyer's market, a seller's market, at Schofield Realty, it's your market. Buying or selling, we have the team and the tools to work the market so it works for you. We are excited that we're on the Wayne Coy Show. Our results blessed us with the Zillow Flex partnership roughly about two years ago due to our consistent conversion and customer service scores. With conversion, that means we can close and with our customer service scores, you know you're going to get the best service possible. We're always looking for agents led by mentorship, resources, and experience. We are your guide. Find us. Kirby4u.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y, the number four, the letter U.com. Kirby4u.com or call 702-766-9538. Again, 702-766-9538. Now back to the Wayne Coy Show. You thought you'd gotten rid of us, didn't you? But you were wrong, old bean. Because we're back with a vengeance. God save the queen, my son. God save the queen. She ain't no human being. Take a walk on the wild side and the colored girls say You know the coolest thing about what you just heard is that back then it was all played on AM radio and here we are bringing it full circle, right? Absolutely. P. Moss is our guest from the punk, I can't believe I'm saying this, the Punk Rock Hall of Fame. You did it. No, it's the Punk Rock Museum. Oh, well, there you go. Why did I call it Hall of Fame? Because you couldn't do it. Well, it it is a Hall of Fame. It's just not called that. Why did I say Hall of Fame? I don't know. You're excited. Yeah, I am. I actually am. Uh, especially now because we talked a little bit off air about what to expect when you get there. But before we get to that, okay. can we go all the way back to the germ? It was somebody's idea. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Fat Mike from NoFX um, had an idea. He wanted to open a, uh, uh, a punk rock store on Main Street in Las Vegas. And he asked uh, Lisa Brownlee from the Warp Tour to, to partner with him. And she didn't really want to do it. And they started talking and thinking, and, and it just eventually, the idea became a museum. 
Um, is that how all museums become museums? It's an idea, and then you got so much stuff, you're like, uh, we better display this. No, I, I, I have a feeling that most other museums are just rich people vanity projects. They want to see their name somewhere. This, this came from the heart. Yeah. You know, and, and it, and I don't really think Mike knew quite what he had bitten off, uh, to do this because it, it was quite a, a large undertaking and it took, it took almost three years of gathering artifacts and putting this together and getting the building sure. ready and the, the whole thing. And, uh, uh, a lot of people involved and a lot of people did a great job and, uh, Finally, uh, April 1st, it opened. And it wasn't an April Fool's joke. It was not an April Fool's joke, no. <laughs> so when you go in, you're kind of explaining to me that, uh, you, first of all, you get a guided tour. Well, you, not everybody. You can, you can purchase a guided tour, uh, uh, with, with some, uh, well-known, uh, personality from yeah. some well-known band. And, uh, uh, you can, you can go online, uh, to the, uh, uh, museum website, thepunkrockmuseum.com, and you can see what they have to offer. You can see who's, who's up next, who's coming next week, next month, or whatever. Yeah. And you can, uh, uh, you can get yourself set up with that. But generally, you just, you just, you come in, you buy a ticket, and you just wander around the museum. And, and it goes, uh, chronologically, you were It saying. goes chronologically. You walk in, and you are in the mid seventies. And, you know. Well, you, I'm always in the mid seventies. Well, but. yeah. <laughs> You've got, uh, you, you know, you, you got, you, you got your Ramones and your, and your Sex Pistols and your Clash, whatever that's where you start. And, uh, and, and you wind around. There's, there are 1200 or 12, or 12,000 rather square feet. It's Whoa. a, it's a large place. And, uh, it's, it's put together very nicely where you wander around and there's just, you know, there's an exhibit everywhere you turn. I mean, you, you're always in front of something. And, uh, and you wind around, you know, through, through the, uh, through the eighties bands, the nineties bands and, and you get, and, and, you know, it's all the major bands that you would assume would be represented there. There are also some lot, you may not have right. There are a lot of the, thought about a lot of the smaller bands yeah. that maybe not everybody knows about, but were were very important. And uh, once you wind around everything, then you can go upstairs to the second floor, which features uh, costumes and uh and takes you to the bands into the 2000s and uh and upstairs also there is um there's a wedding chapel so you get married you can get married we had our first <laughs> wedding the other day i uh, saw the picture it looked we, great we weren't uh completely set up and ready for it yet but they wanted to do it and so they did it uh there's a tattoo parlor that will open i believe on may 1st mm-hmm. There's also upstairs something that's it's really a cool interactive thing. It's called the jam room. And it's got guitars and amps from famous people, famous musicians. And and you plug their guitar into their amp. You plug like like you can you can pick up Joan Jett's guitar and plug it into Joan Jett's amp and play it. That's so cool. And uh and that also is um uh, you know, a, a revolving exhibit because there, you know, there are, there are, I think there's maybe five or six in there, but, but it will, um, you know, some will leave, some new ones will come in. So it's the kind of place where you can, uh, you can go and spend an afternoon and then go back another time and see things that you missed the first time. There's that much stuff there. Wow. You know, a lot of big stuff, a lot of little, little stuff. But it's 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 really cool. It's a lot of fun, and it's very comprehensive. What's the uh, artist uh, reaction when you say 
Joan, we'd like your guitar. Or, Joan, we'd like your leather jacket. Well, I don't think she's going to give up the leather jacket. Although uh, I bet she has more than one. Although, although I've, I've, I've got a friend, his name is Seiji. He's in this band called Guitar Wolf. He's, he's, uh, he's Japanese. Uh, he's in, he's based in Tokyo and he has Joan Jett signed the back of his leather jacket. Uh, and for years he wears that jacket every single day, summer, winter, doesn't matter, whatever. So. Uh, if, if he's not going to give up that jacket, I don't think Joan's going to give up not. hers. But she did give up a guitar, and that's that's pretty cool. That is very very. Cool. But there there are a lot of leather jackets that are uh, displayed in the museum, right? And and you know, for those who don't remember, and I don't know how you wouldn't, but that was almost uh, expected. If you were going to meet a punk, they usually had had a leather jacket on. I don't Abs- know. Absolutely, it was like uniform, right? It you was know? Doc Martens, right? Yeah. Pins. Mm-hmm. We can get into all of that. Do you do you believe that that punk rock started in the early seventies in New York? Well, I believe that it. Um, or was it, it DC Five or no? It, it it had, in my opinion, and I think most people will agree with me. The roots are there from uh, the Stooges, mm-hmm. and then you have to say that the New York Dolls were uh that was just it they were just plain ass first and uh because there was nothing like the dolls and and like the title of their second album was too much too soon they were too much too soon Mm -hmm. if they had come along a couple years later they would have been huge but you know that's just how it was but what they did was influence absolutely everyone and so you know people say the ramones started it well they they didn't the ramones are kind of like the beatles uh the, the Beatles didn't start that British rock and roll stuff, but they were the ones who brought it to the forefront. They brought it to the forefront and they brought it to the public. And that's kind of what the Ramones did. I mean, you, they would concur, by the way. I talked to Danny Fields and he said that, yeah, okay. what, what yeah. they, they were just right place, right time. He goes, we worked hard. Absolutely. To get people to know who we were. Right. But they got the credit for sort of being first, right. even though, like you said, and why I said DC5. You meant MC5. I meant MC5. Yeah. No offense to the Dave Clark 5, but I didn't mean you. Okay. <laughs> I would never, ever uh, call the Dave Clark 5 a punk band. No. No. But the MC5. Although, although Mar- Marky Ramon, I didn't know he could write, but Marky Ramon has a book. And, uh, oh. uh, and Marky's a drummer from the Ramones. He's like, you know, brother number five. Yeah. Uh, he dedicated this book to Dave Clark. Really? Who he says does the best snare work ever. Well, that, you know, it was at least in the mix. I will give the yeah. Dave Clark five drums were always like right yeah. in the face. But anyway, so, so there is a connection. <laughs> yeah. Marky Ramon of all people pulls yeah. in Dave Clark. That's cool. Yeah. All right. See, so I actually did know what I was talking about. You know some things. I'm going to, I'm going to take credit for that. P Moss is our guest. Now you, uh, you also are a writer. I am. And a musician. Uh, yes. Your band called? Bloodcox UK. I wanted you to say it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And how, when was that band put together? Uh, about 12 or 13 years ago. Oh, okay. We are the only American band never to play in America. I read that. On purpose, and we are very proud of that. We've we toured England once. We toured Japan seven times. Uh, and we're going back to Japan in September just to play one final show. Wow. And, uh, cause you can only do it for so long. And, but it was, uh, it's been great. Yeah. Who was it that lit your button, so to speak? Gave you the, 
the interest to pick up a guitar and start playing? I don't know. I, I just, uh, a, a friend of mine said, you know, we should, we should start a band. We, we, we'd been to, this was, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years ago. There was a Mick Rock photo exhibit. Uh, it didn't last very long and it was just unbelievable photography mm-hmm. and it's inspiring. And he goes, you know, we should start a band. I go, yeah, that's really great. I go, you don't know how to play anything and neither do I. And yeah. so I just sort of took that as a challenge and, and, you know, uh, bought a guitar, started fooling around with it. And, uh, that's punk rock. That's yeah, how that, and, almost all of these bands started the same way, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 and quite frankly, what, what I, and I, and I end up writing a whole bunch of songs. And quite frankly, what I do is I can play a pretty decent rhythm guitar on songs I wrote. Other than that, I can't do anything, <laughs> but I can do that. And it's enough. <laughs> and we only do songs I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So we'll never see you here. You won't be playing at the triple down anytime soon. No, no, sir. Okay. We are also a bar owner. Yes. And, uh, not a bar builder. That's the joke. Okay. But the bar owner, uh, who somehow now has three different bars in town. Right. And two in New York City. That's cray cray. How'd that all start? Uh, well, I, I mean, I came to Las Vegas because I wanted to open a bar. I wanted to open the kind of bar that, um, I would want to hang out at. And yeah. that bar became Double Down. Right. And then came Double Down in New York. And then, uh, came Frankie's Tiki Room. And then came another bar in New York. And then, uh, you know, when Mike and the museum people approached me about, you know, operating the bar at the museum, you know, we talked about that for quite a while, and uh, were you in right away on that, or did you have to think about it? Uh, they had to convince me, you know, uh, but uh, they did. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm glad they did. Yeah, my partner Chris and I okay. operate that. Now, do you go back and forth between New York and Vegas all the time? I used to. I, I don't anymore. I, I I don't go very often. I go just a few times a year. Uh, I've got great people out there, and I'm in contact all the time so somebody once told me it was my mom she was in the restaurant business mm-hmm. she said it's all about trust it is all about trust you have to it, trust your employees to be able to be well, you when it, you can't be it's there. more than that you can it is? you can trust anybody but you need to trust people who have earned your trust sure and that's hard to find the people that i have in new york have earned my trust, and I would trust them with anything. Yeah, and that's why you're not great. getting on a plane every couple that's weeks. That's why I'm not getting on a plane every couple weeks. All right, so if I go to the museum, what's the one thing you would say is the highlight of the of the place? The, the bar, for God's sake. The punk rock museum, you got to go to the triple down. you got to go to the triple down, and what you have to do is you have to, uh, I mean, have whatever you want, but, you know, be, uh, uh, you know, get get with the program. You order a Fletcher. Okay. Which is basically uh rum and coke served in a Pringles can. <laughs> and you get to keep you get to eat the Pringles. It's uh Fletcher, who is the guitarist for um Pennywise. Uh we were talking a while ago and he goes, We just happened to casually mention, I don't know why it came up, that what he drinks is rum and coke in a Pringles can. Yeah. And I go, say that one more time. He did I go, Okay, don't worry, I got an idea. And I never said anything else to him. And then when the bar opened up, we, we served the Fletcher, which is the, the biggest selling 
item at the bar. I would imagine. Well, it's larger than your standard drink. Yeah. It is. It's a and big it drink, and comes you, with get, chips. you get fake potato chips, and and it's fun. And and you and you have your friend take a picture of you drinking the damn thing. Sure. And it's just it's a lot of fun. Like the museum's a lot of fun, and you end your tour of the museum at the bar where you have you just relax. You have some more fun. Okay. P. Moss is with us. Uh, the Punk Rock Museum, not Hall of Fame. Where are you located? Uh, 1422 Western Avenue, next to Little Darlings. Oh, yeah. how convenient. So, yeah, you can get, get... You know what? I drove right past there. Oh, yeah, you stopped there, too, didn't you? Not at Little Darlings. Ah, come on. No, I didn't. But I did see the museum, and now I'm just remembering that I saw the museum. It's hard to miss. It's a black building with neon green lettering. Right, right. But I did. I took a mental note of it okay. and kind of forgot. Okay. So, right. But you weren't open yet. Now you're open. Now we're April open. 1st, you're open. open. Yes. So uh, give us some of the bands that are there that maybe... Uh, people wouldn't expect to see i don't know bands like the red ants bands like uh faction uh there's just there's just tons of bands you know were uh, you a punk yourself uh no i was never a punk i always from the very beginning really really liked punk music yeah and i like the punk uh attitude and the atmosphere and i like going to punk clubs and punk shows but i, w- I was never a punk but i got it and i enjoyed it and i always have enjoyed it how did you not become a punk if you were all all over the music, all over the scene, just didn't want you couldn't give up your foreigner records? Oh no, I never had foreigner <laughs> records. Don't don't no. See, you what you're doing now is I know this is AM radio yeah. and I know the FCC's involved, and I've done enough interviews to know when I can swear and where yeah, I can't. Yeah. But damn it, oh. I never had any foreigner records. Okay, let's okay. just stop those rumors right now. <laughs> and don't even bring up Journey because we oh, don't want Oh for God's yeah. sake. Well, you know the one thing I was thinking about though, because we're talking about these uh, for lack of a better word, commercial mainstream rock bands from the, those days. Mm-hmm, sure. They they lived side by side uh, with the soul artists, the R and B artists, the, mm-hmm. the funk artists, right. and the punks as well. And I remember specifically but having like the Ramones said, "We want the airwaves because they didn't have them." That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, so in my I remember my journalism class. There was a girl named Liz Guig. Oh, you knew her? I did know Liz. Okay, yeah. good, yeah. good old girl Liz. She, she was, was easy a great, too. Uh, really, that was easy. a rumor. No, that, she was easy. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue that. Okay. Anyway, Liz was the uh, editor of our newspaper and lived the, uh, lived the ethos in every way, shape, and form. I mean, I learned about uh, Susie and the Banshees from her. I learned about the Sex Pistols from her. In fact, she was at that show in San Francisco, the one and only, you know. Yeah. Um, and she wa- waved the flag, but she had zero issues sort of being elbow to elbow with somebody who liked REO Speedwagon. You know, it was okay. And I was thinking about this today for the, for the museum to really do super well. It's going to have to not just super serve the core, the people that grew up and identify, but also people who maybe are just curious because well, they lived through that time, but they yeah. just never Here, went off the diving board. Here's the thing about the museum and the reason why it's going to be successful for a long time. It's like, you know, um, Punk started in the 70s, mid-70s. That's almost 50 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So now you got guys who were kids then. They're in their 60s now. Yeah. And uh, they want to come to the museum and see all the stuff that takes them back to that. You've got, you've got people that are 20 that are coming in that are, that just love all the 
the, the new stuff and sure. the recent stuff. And that's what they want to see. But they're really excited to see the old stuff. And the old guys are excited to see the new stuff and everybody in between. And like the old guys, they'll want to take their kids or their grandkids and say, yeah. this is what grandpa used to like. Sure. And go, shut up. I'm going to the bar. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's for absolutely for everybody. I'm going to have a Fletcher right now. You're going to have a Fletcher. I dare you to have two of them. <laughs> so yeah. So something for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. There's something for everybody. So we're kind of saying the same thing. Cause yeah, I are. think there would be a curiosity from that person that was, you know, for whatever reason, live the mainstream, music lifestyle yeah but watched all the fun happening and was like oh, i want to slam dance absolutely i want to surf you know so this is a chance to go in and check it all out absolutely learn is. about stuff that came before you and the things like you said that are happening right now punk hasn't gone away punk has not gone away yeah. and and it you know it it it, it ebbs and flows and it's, it's, it's big and it's not but it's not going to go away and it's never going to go away do you have a favorite latter day more current punk band? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Pennywise because I just thank Fletcher for his drink. Yeah. So for that reason alone, the tip of the cap. Yes. And, and, uh, oh, oh, oh. And well, there's a couple more. It's like there, there's also the double fatty, which is named after Fat Mike, which he wanted to have a, uh, it's a double shot of Tito's vodka with, with, um, lime seltzer. And a shot of Jameson Irish whiskey on the side. Well, it was Jameson to sh- to chase it down. You said shit. No, I said I said chase. <laughs> you don't, but you but did. I got your ear with that essay. Uh, so, you you, know. uh, you did anyway. <laughs> um, so you know we've got some specialty drinks and uh, uh, it's 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 just a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go right now. What are the hours? Uh, the museum is open from ten or from noon until. 10 right now the bar is open until 11 uh it's open only to uh museum customers at this point but uh sometime very soon it's going to change hopefully in the next several weeks that's going to change where uh the bar is open to the public you don't have to go to the museum to go to the bar although you're going to want to but you don't have to is that a legal thing or is that just just something you guys are no that's just something that the the way it started out yeah um and and we will uh be open later as well uh so that's that's going to be a big deal when that happens and and when that does happen we're going to yell really loud and everybody's going to know it all the way down fremont street all the way down everywhere yes what uh who is the um or how do you find out who's who's giving the guided tours? Uh go to the website thepunkrockmuseum.com and it will uh it will tell you everything that's going on. It will allow you to reserve um uh space in whatever tour you want. Uh and and there's a great gift shop as well. I mean, I know you exit museums through the gift shop right. and you exit this one through the gift shop. But you also enter this one through the gift shop. There's a lot of really great stuff in there. It's got your basics, your T-shirts, your stuff in tons and tons of stuff. But it's also got a lot of great books and and things. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah. What about your books? Are they there? No, my books aren't. You're kind of like true crime writer, right? Uh, crime fiction. Crime no, fiction. I don't okay. like true crime. Crime fiction. Okay. Yeah. No, my books wouldn't fit in there. But uh, how do we but, find your books? Uh. I'd go to a bookstore or easiest way if you're lazy, you just lay in bed or sit in the bathtub and go to Amazon. And you're available there. I'm available there. Yes, right. sir. P. Moss, thanks, man. My pleasure. This was a lot of fun. The Punk Rock Museum, uh, you got to go check this out. I'm headed there as soon as I can. I hear Liz is over there and somebody told me she was easy. So
McCoy Show. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-431-9102. 800-431-9102. That's 800-431-9102. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-557-7921. That's 800-557-7921. Do you need low-priced quality health insurance for any reason right now? Then call MyHealthInsurance.com today. We specialize in helping American workers find affordable health insurance. You can save money on dental, vision, prescription drugs, too. Our message is simple. If you want affordable health insurance for you and your family, even if you have a medical condition, call right now. Is right now the best time for you to start looking for affordable health insurance? We have hundreds of plans to choose from. With one free phone call, you can learn about an affordable health insurance plan that fits your budget. Don't wait. It's a free call. Call now. 800-876-7061. 800-876-7061. Dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Hi, I'm Sheldon, the owner of Solid Motor Cars. I've spent over 30 years in the retail car business. It is all about the vehicles, but more than that, 
It's about the people. And my team and I are proud to bring to you what we believe is the finest experience in buying a pre-owned car. With great credit, we can get super low interest rates. But if you've had some challenges, we're experts in that field, and we can get almost anybody approved. Come down to Solid Motor Cars and take a look at our vehicles. They come with a six-month, 6,000-mile warranty. So when you get a vehicle from Solid Motor Cars, you can feel confident that that vehicle is a quality, properly reconditioned vehicle that will serve you and your family for years to come. So for all your automotive needs, whether it's a new car, truck, or SUV, or if it's repairs, service, and maintenance, solid wheels, solid deals, solid people. Coming down to meet the crew, my name's Sheldon. I'm the owner here. I'd love to help you any way that I can. 3024 East Fremont Street, 702-820-1444. Now back to the Wayne Coy Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Coy! Hi, I'm Wayne. Oh, Mr. Wayne. Hi, hi, Mr. Wayne. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Touchdown. Listen to what I say. Dick. Ladies and gentlemen, he's one of my best friends and one of the best comics in the business. Make some noise for Brett Hurts. Makes you give up all the things. After the World War II generation, America just takes a nosedive. Like my generation. I don't even know what I am. Whatever, whatever the f*** Eminem is. Okay, what did we do? We didn't storm Normandy. What did we do? What, the East Coast, West Coast rap war? Is that our claim to fame? And that's another thing. If you're in your 40s and 30s, late 30s, would stop commenting on what the music the kids are listening to. All right? Our music sucked, too. Stop acting like all of our wish was dope. Yeah, make up Rico Suave. He was phenomenal, wasn't he? Yeah, Millie Vanilli. Remember them? They weren't even singing. Uh, Brett Ernst, welcome to our humble abode. It is so nice to have you here, man. I didn't think I would be a part of something like Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's... That's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. Being around everybody that talked that way, I was able to, uh, it was weird. I didn't even look at the audition until I was on the plane because I had to get off. I mean, I read it and then I was like, this is a show about the karate kid, but I didn't know the, all the details because I know, was the just, backstory. yeah, I yeah. was just so focused on, on doing the show on Saturday. So Sunday I read it and then I had the audition on Monday. So when I got off the plane, I just went right, right to the studio. And I auditioned and, you know, I, I had my accent back a little just by being also around it everybody. Helped <laughs> it helped just a lot. Just coming from there. And then I was also wearing, my buddy has, uh, uh, owns JR's Bar and Grill in Seaside Heights. Okay. And, um, I was wearing, uh, you know, the Maruka's Pizza shirt. I just, I just got right off the plane. Went you to were the all jersey down. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just delivered it normal, yeah. you know, and, uh, and they just, you know, they liked it and then you test for it and then, then I got it. But I, I, I didn't know the full details until I got there. I mean, I learned once I got the role and I remember showing up on set and me and Dan Adute, who plays Anoush, my partner at the, yeah. at the car dealership, we both get on set. We had met in passing before because he was a stand up as well, but we were both like, this is crazy. And then our first scene is when Johnny and, and Daniel meet for the first time on camera. Yeah. At the car dealership. John Totoro says that to, uh, what's his name? The black guy with the tax problems kills all the vampires. Blade. I appreciate the parental advice, Louie, but I don't think threatening a teenager is the go-to move here. Okay, kid, relax. We're just breaking balls. You know, season three, I get to redeem myself. Yeah. After setting Johnny's car on fire and ratting my cousin out. You said that was the very first scene? Well, when we when we were on set and they both 
showed up. And again, I had met them individually. Were you tripping? Like, yeah, I was looking at, at Dan going, you know, holy. <laughs> it was surreal. And again, because that movie was such a big part of my childhood. Sure. I mean, you know, being an Italian American from New Jersey and then moving to Florida was kind of like the same thing with a single mom. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, there was a lot of similarities between Daniel's mom and my mom. Really? Yeah, well, with the whole innocent. Remember when they're pushing the station wagon? Yep. She's like, hi, boys, and they're making fun of her, and she don't even realize it. Right. That's exactly how my mom would, would be <laughs> and is. Yeah. Very na na very naive to situations sometimes sure. to, to see that in there and yeah. to be a part of it. It was pretty cool, man. How many seasons? Six. This is the final one. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, so we, we I think they're going to start shooting soon. But, but you have no idea what's going to happen. Right? No, no. I'm not okay. in the writer's room. You know, right. I wish. Right. So I'd suggest I get killed on the show. It'd be great. Would you would like that? that season? Yeah, to go out yeah. <laughs> like 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 a savage. But you wouldn't. You'd you'd fall off the billboard or something. So yeah. Well, I don't know. I just hope I get involved in more of the physical altercations. Yeah, but the now. thing is, if you get killed off and there's ever a reunion or they bring it back again, yeah, I then, guess you're right. You know, well, maybe I just get hit by a car because that'd be ironic. It's temporary. You know? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> It would be very ironic. <laughs> so what's next for you? I mean, you, you love stand up, right? I mean, yeah, it's I just, always going to be part of your life. It's, 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 it's my first love. My only, it's my, you know, everything's parallel. So, you know, you, you keep auditioning and if something else comes up, that's great. But stand up is, you know, I just shot a new special March 2nd in New York. I already shot it. Oh, wow. I produced it with Pete Davidson. So hopefully we'll find a home for that. Tell me about him. Keep, keep moving. Just keep moving forward. Great kid, man. Is Boss, he? Oh, God. What what a great guy, man! Really is funny kid too. He seems so aloof, and I I'm just like, is that real or you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, you what's know, the movie he made where he's in the basement, which is kind of basically based on his real life? It's uh, Staten Island Kings, and then uh, <laughs> that movie uh, that movie's kind of autobiographical. But you know, the crew of guys that I'm friends with in comedy, from you know Burr to him to Paul Verzi. Sebastian Maniscalco, yeah. like you know, uh, there's a nice guy. We have a, a whole great because we all we all came up together. But I knew Pete when he was younger. You know what I mean? Because like you a know, kid to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was all you know, just always a cool kid, man. The Wayne Coy Show, live from Las Vegas. This is the Wayne Coy Show. You know, I was thinking about why do we say Punk Rock Hall of Fame when it's the museum? I knew that. You know that. I know why. Because it's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction time. And nobody better than to tell you who the inductees are than Ladies Love Cool J. What up? LL Cool J here. And as a previous inductee in the Hall of Fame, I'm both excited and proud to announce this year's 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee class. In the performer category, this year's inductees include Willie Nelson, George Michael, Missy Elliott, Cheryl Crow, Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners, and Kate Bush. Also inducted will be Shaka Khan, Bernie Taupin, and Al Cooper for musical excellence. DJ Cool Herc and Link Ray for musical influence. And Don Cornelius for the Armit Erdogan Award. The 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees are recognized for their impact and influence on music while shaping the history of rock and roll. Please join me in congratulating them on this huge honor, baby. Peace. I gotta have faith. 
Class right there. And that is class. Don Cornelius, Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners, DJ Cool Herc, Link Ray, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Al Cooper, Bernie Toppin, and more. And speaking of Mr. Toppin, we're going to find out how he reacted when he heard that he was indeed going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame every year does these little mini interviews with them right as soon as they get the news, because that's the best time to get it. You know, it's a bucket list thing for me. I've been to a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. I did that in New York. Probably the craziest night of my life. Someday I'll tell you everything that happened in one. I could write a book about everything that happened in one night in New York City, but not not for today's show. We'll save that. I do have some stories, though, that have to do with one of the inductees in this coming year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class, the class of 23. So I'll tell you about that, too. That's all coming up here in just a little bit. You keep it where you got it. It's the Wayne Coy Show. Wayne Coy Show. I just said that. Do you need low-priced, quality health insurance for any reason right now? Then call MyHealthInsurance.com today. We specialize in helping American workers find affordable health insurance. You can save money on dental, vision, prescription drugs, too. Our message is simple. If you want affordable health insurance for you and your family, even if you have a medical condition, call right now. Is right now the best time for you to start looking for affordable health insurance? We have hundreds of plans to choose from. With one free phone call, you can learn about an affordable health insurance plan that fits your budget. Don't wait. It's a free call. Call now. 800-876-7061 That's 800-876-7061 MyHealthInsurance.com is owned and operated by IHC Specialty Benefits, a licensed insurance agency. We are not an insurance plan or provider. Not all plans are available in all areas. You may be contacted by an insurance agent. Hey there, it's Wayne Coy. If you're a real estate investor or you're looking to buy an investment property, well, you need to contact Michael Goyanechi at Option Funding. Their well-trained staff can assist you through the financing process and get you the funds that you need. They've got the programs to suit all investors. Now, that includes standard commercial financing, no-income DSCR loans, and hard money, too. You can refinance any existing properties for cash out. Or if you're looking to purchase an investment property, they can get it. It done for you as well. With rental income on the rise, this is a good time to invest in a rental property. And there are investment opportunities with positive cash flows right here in Nevada and other surrounding states too. They handle single family residences, four units, apartment complexes, and of course, commercial buildings. So give Michael a call at 818-821-7811. That's 818-821-7811 or email MikeGLoans at gmail.com nmls 163400 dre 01342072 nmls 1444037 dre 01921141 live from las vegas this is the wayne coy show uh-huh uh-huh well you know what it's a good day to be kate bush right i mean it's a good year stranger things and now rock and roll hall of fame and her song running up that hill a bigger hit this time than it was when it first came out 
happy for her. Happy for all the inductees, and specifically for a guy who I've always had a place in my heart for because, yes, we all know Elton John, right? I mean, one of the biggest hit makers of all time, without a doubt. I mean, just a classic, as classic as they come. But, you know, those songs aren't all Elton, right? I mean, he writes the music, but those great lyrics to those songs that we sing, and we can sing by heart in our sleep or as loud as we want in our car, were all written, the words, by a guy named Bernie Taupin, who uh, met Elton at the very beginning of their careers, and they've uh, been together ever since. This is all the way back in the late 60s when they first got together. And Bernie writes the words, and sometimes the word guy doesn't get the credit because, especially if he's not the one that you see singing the songs on on television and in concert here in Vegas at Caesar's Palace, right? But Bernie is uh, definitely a rock and roll hall of famer. In fact, I'm I'm quite surprised that it's uh, taken this long. But he's going in and uh, caught up with the people from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to tell them what it's like to finally get that nod, and it's a good feeling that I can tell you. You're now part of that group and being recognized for for all of the great work that you've done with Elton, but also with, you know, um, uh, Starship, uh, who some of them are inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Uh, I believe you had a collaboration with Willie, uh, who's going in with you this year. What was your first thought on getting the news that you're being elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? (laughs) Well, um, my age, I'm not sure excited is the right word. I think it's more grateful is the best adjective I would use. Um, it's an interesting thing about awards. Um, I think if you don't get them sometime, you tend to be a little cynical. And then when you start accumulating them, you go, oh, this is not bad. I, this is nice. This is nice. So, uh I guess I guess you could say this is probably one of the last pieces on my bucket list. Yeah, I, I've, you've you've have received so many other recognitions, uh, and then to have this one come, um, uh, one it's highly appropriate, first of all, uh, and well deserved. When you got the news, was there any any one person you thought of? Who did you think of first when you got the news? Well, I think obviously Elton, you know, because he's the main man in my life. And um, it's it's an interesting fact. I don't know if you go back as far as this, but uh, when Elton was inducted, and I can't remember the year offhand, but uh, obviously he was inducted, uh, I think, the first year he was eligible. And uh, one of the beautiful things of the evening was that he paid tribute to me and brought me up on the stage and actually gave me his award and says, you deserve this more than me, which was probably a little over the top. And I probably didn't go down too well with certain aspects of the the uh, committee. But um, so I think in many ways, you know, there were certain elements that uh, thought, well, he's he's got one, so he doesn't need another one in his name. Um, so I don't know if that contributed to any pushback over the years, but um, obviously he's he's got his own now, and um, it's nice to get one with your own name on it. Yeah. Um, yes, I do recall that moment um, from video, and um, it, it's taken a while, but uh, his uh, his endorsement has 
uh, has been validated by a much bigger voting body. And you are uh, you're, you're part of this. Well, thank you. And no, I really I mean, as I say, um, much appreciated. And um, I'm certainly in stellar company and I'm happy that uh, Willie's getting in at the same time. So uh, I won't I won't be the old guy in the group. <laughs> you're you know, some of the earliest influences that brought you to, to being a, a writer and that, and that led you to this, this life. Um, is it your family? Is it other, other bands and musicians? And um, how do you think they uh, would react to this, this honor? Um, if, if, you're, if you're referring to people that I sort of came up along with, Um, Like everybody else, I've got influences. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned earlier, you mentioned Willie Dixon. Willie was a great friend of mine and sort of adopted me as a surrogate son at one point in in the last couple of years of his life. And um, so he was a huge influence on me. I mean, I grew up listening to the music he made, uh, certainly music that was a combination of classic country and urban blues, country blues at the same time. And I think all of those, all of that music, along with jazz and pop and the architects of rock and roll, they they all had a sort of lasting impression on me, which I think, um, has a lot to do with the fact that Elton and I's music has spanned a lot of different genres over the years. I mean, I don't think, I mean, people will pigeonhole us as sort of rock and pop, but if you really dig deeper, you see the influences that we grew up with uh, and paid respect to in the music that we've made over the years. And that's that for me is is the saving grace in the whole the whole ball of wax you know i just i love all kinds of music i mean i i'm a i'm a bit of a diehard jazz fan you know but um classic rock and 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 classic country and classic blues and and being able to touch the hem of the garments of people that sort of were instrumental in lighting the blue touch paper in my life to be that's probably the ultimate compliment to be in the same sort of um, uh, organization that they're in to to be in that conglomerate is is a pretty amazing fact when you when you actually sit down and think about it. Yeah, um, that was very well said, and I appreciate that you slipped in a little Sam Cook uh, reference as well. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, it's it, yeah. That's a now, great, music. Uh, music has always been the driving force in my life. You know, I mean the arts in general, but the roots. My roots go deep, and the roots go all the way back to my earliest teenage years. You know, I was lucky to be um, inducted into not just what was current, but where where the roots of it all came from. And I was lucky because I grew up in an area of England where it was hard to find that kind of music. And through certain degrees of kismet, you know, I met people that 
by chance turned me on to some of the things that normally kids of my generation where I grew up wouldn't have been um, privy to. And so I'm thankful to all of those people that came along in my life and pushed me in the right direction musically. Love it. Yeah, we're a sum total of all of the people we've encountered and the experiences. And um, were it not for some of those, life would be very different. Yeah. Absolutely. When you got the call, um, what were, what did you, what was your immediate thought? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm down with that. No problem. Um, as I say, you know, I'm a little long in the tooth to get overly excited, but as I say, grateful is certainly the best, uh, as I said, the best word I can think of. And hey, I'm just, uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of it all. And uh, I look forward to being there and, and seeing all my fellow inductees. Well, there you go. That's the guy. That's the guy who wrote all those songs, Bernie Taupin. One of my probably top three lyricists of all time. I mean, yeah, without a doubt. Might even be number two. Depending on the day, <laughs> I'll stick him in there. Absolutely. Well, the uh, the happiness exudes from Cleveland, Ohio, the city where rock and roll was born. And like I said, bucket list for me. I went to that thing in New York, which was the uh, you know the induction ceremony, but never been to the actual museum. So looking forward to That's doing that. Thanks for listening to the Wayne Coy Show. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero. And typically, gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-557-7921. 800-557-7921. That's 800-557-7921. Hi there, this is Kirby Schofield with Schofield Realty here in Las Vegas. Real estate is always changing. Be it a buyer's market, a seller's market. At Schofield Realty, it's your market. Buying or selling, we have the team and the tools to work the market so it works for you. We are excited that we're on the Wayne Coy Show. Our results blessed us with the Zillow Flex partnership roughly about two years ago due to our consistent conversion and customer service scores. With conversion, that means we can close. And with our customer service scores, you know you're going to get the best service possible. We're always looking for agents led by mentorship, resources, and experience. We are your guide. Find us. Kirby4U.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y, the number four, the letter U.com. Kirby4U.com or call 702-766-9538. Again, 702-766-9538. 
Do you love watching television? If you're on a fixed budget, you need to make this free call right now to Dish and find out how you can get a fixed monthly price to watch all the television you want for three full years. In addition to a three-year price guarantee, you can also get free monthly movie rentals. They give you one free movie rental every month. That's a $165 value, yours free. Plus, get free in-home tech visits, no-cost equipment replacements, a free voice remote, and you can watch commercial-free TV. Even access all your favorite apps to stream like Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, and more. Now is the perfect time to call Dish. Take advantage of the three-year price guarantee. Save yourself some money and all your equipment is free. Call right now. 800-586-4206. 800-586-4206. 800-586-4206. That's 800-586-4206. Paid for by solid motor cars. I've spent over 30 years in the retail car business. It is all about the vehicles, but more than that, it's about the people. And my team and I are proud to bring to you what we believe is the finest experience in buying a pre-owned car. With great credit, we can get super low interest rates. But if you've had some challenges, we're experts in that field and we can get almost anybody approved. Come down to solid motor cars and take a look at our vehicles. They come with a six-month, 6,000-mile warranty. So when you get a vehicle from Solid Motor Cars, you can feel confident that that vehicle is a quality, properly reconditioned vehicle that will serve you and your family for years to come. So for all your automotive needs, whether it's a new car, truck, or SUV, or if it's repairs, service, and maintenance, solid wheels, solid deals, solid people. Coming down to meet the crew, my name's Sheldon. I'm the owner here. I'd love to help you any way that I can. 3024 East Fremont Street, 702-820-1444. Live from Las Vegas, this is the Wayne Coy Show. Oh man, hope you're having a good night. I certainly am. Very happy for the Vegas Golden Knights who came out to an early lead tonight. They were up one to nothing, then it was tied one one, then uh, they went ahead two to one. And I can tell you the score right now, but I don't want to ruin it for you in case you know you're recording it or something. I wouldn't wouldn't want to give away everything that they're leading three to two in the second period. I wouldn't want to tell you that. Okay. So, so Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? All the inductees announced. And very, very uh, happy for all of them. They're all so deserving. Uh, One in particular, though, I've got a a very large space in my heart that's reserved for, always will be, because I had the opportunity to get uh, up close to her, and I had a chance to work with her, um, and literally boots on the ground, like actually working to uh, to you know make her a household name and to break her very first uh, recording that she ever had. So I'm in radio. It's 1993. I'm in uh, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Virginia, and I've been doing it quite a while. And I, for whatever reason, I just felt like you know I'd hit a wall and really was nothing left to prove. And I wanted to do something else. Okay, I wasn't sure what it was, but I always had a passion for music. So I thought. Well, maybe I could be in the record business, you know, the music business. So reached out to a couple of the labels that I'd become friends with as a uh, program director and just asking, you know, if anybody was hiring um, a promotion person, if they were, if they would uh, give me some consideration. Well, as it worked out, there was an opening for a promotion person and the person would be working in my hometown, well, my hometown region, right? I'm from the East Bay, San Francisco East Bay. I'm from uh, Oakland slash San Leandro. And this opening was for A&M Records, 
to be the local promotion manager based in San Francisco. So needless to say, I, I didn't hesitate. Loaded up the truck and we moved to Beverly, brought uh, the entire family back home to California, and I began my uh, my venture for the very first time as a uh, promotion person. And I have to tell you, it was a great job. I really enjoyed it. Got to work with a just a bunch of really cool artists that were on the label, people like Aaron Neville and Sting and Soundgarden and the Gin Blossoms. And on and on it went. I mean, we just had uh, Brian Adams, just a great roster of artists, and it included some that had been around like those people, and then others that were just beginning uh, to start their career. And one of those people was Cheryl Crow. Cheryl had uh, released an album called Tuesday Night Music Club, actually had recorded the entire album, delivered it to the label, handed it in, and they said, no. We can't accept this. You need to go back and, and re-record it. So they discussed about what kind of changes needed to be made and literally went in and re-recorded the entire album, right? Then that got delivered to the label, and the label said, okay, here we go. So they started their run with her, and they put out uh, a couple of singles that didn't do very well. Um, one of them was called... Uh, Leaving Las Vegas, and I remember that in particular because we were trying really hard to sort of get it played at uh, at alternative radio, you know, kind of rock radio with an edge, and and here we were with this song, and it just, for whatever reason, didn't fit. I think somebody thought, well, maybe it's so different that it's alternative, but that that wasn't the case. And so Run Baby Run, not a hit. Leaving Las Vegas, not a hit. And we were on a conference call uh, company-wide. And it was all the promotion people, including me, right? Our entire staff is on this call with our boss. We had a couple of bosses, but this particular boss is uh, Lori Holder Anderson from up uh, in Seattle. And Lori was uh, in charge of the uh, pop promotion department for A&M. And uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, working Cheryl Crow and leaving Las Vegas was just not doing what I think anybody hoped it would do. And this was a rah-rah session, like before they finally gave up, uh, to try to get it over the top. And everybody was like, look, you got, you got videos, you got concert tickets, and we're going to send Cheryl out on the road and it's going to be great. And you're all going to be able to take her to radio and she's going to make friends because she's such a delightful human being, which by the way, she is. And, and, and so that's the way it went. So, uh, Yours truly, coming from radio and as a program director, I, I just felt like I needed to say something. I, you know, my ears were telling me that we were concentrating on the wrong song. So I, I spoke up on this call and I said, Hey, you know, not for nothing, but I just want to say coming from radio, I mean, it seems to me that it's pretty obvious that there's a, at least according to my ears, big hit on this album. And it's all I want to do. And, I'm wondering why are we wasting our time with these other songs? Cause we should just move over and start working that song before it's too late. Well, there was a silence over the entire conference call. I mean, deathly silent, right? Quiet. You could have heard a, a pin drop on the call. <laughs> and, uh, all I heard was this response after I said all of that. This was Lori Holder Anderson, who was my, uh, my boss in the pop department. And she said, uh, Wayne, when we finished, uh, the conference call, I need you to give me a call, okay? Just like that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so fast forward, call ends. 
Oh, we continued to talk about leaving Las Vegas and how we were going to get it broken. Uh, you know, we're going to make it a hit and we're going to, and this is, uh, this is all hands on deck and Cheryl's going to go on the road and you're going to see the band live and it's going to be great. And we got all of that even after I said what I said, right? So get done with the call. I call Lori right back. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And she says, don't you ever, ever do that again. And I said, well, what did I do? She said, well, listen, you were in radio. You were the program director. I understand that. You called the shots. Everybody danced to the beat of your drum. But you're not doing that anymore. You're part of a team. And you need to understand that there's a plan. And that plan includes product development. It includes artist development. includes artist management. includes a tour department, a video department. And we have a plan for Cheryl and her career. And we may get to that song that you're talking about because we all agree that it's a pretty good one, but we're not ready for it yet. And when we are, we will tell you it doesn't go the other way around. Are we understood? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, we're absolutely understood. So I learned my lesson. Uh, you know, you're a, you're a worker bee. You're not there to create the plan. You're there to execute the plan. So very good. You know, and I remembered that sort of mindset from sports as a kid. And so uh, I did what I was told and uh, did get a chance to meet Cheryl and hit the road with her, go from radio station to radio station. We spent, I think, a good 10 days in our region um, in a van, her in the band, meeting radio stations, program directors, music directors, saying hi. And funnily enough, as everything sort of played out, it wasn't long before that song that I spoke up about on the conference call ended up being the one that they decided to release. And uh, I think it was a good idea because it went to number one. She's going into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's Cheryl Crow. the ball. 
the Wayne Coy Show, and I'm that dude. Find me at uh, WayneCoy.com, by the way. You can listen to the archived episodes of the show and the new ones, too. Nice to have you on board. KSHP in Las Vegas and around the world, streaming via those places like YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and Facebook. Nice to have you here with Cheryl Crow, who taught me the... Uh, the wonders of a thing called dim sum. I had never had that before. I'd had plenty of Chinese food, but she knew more about uh, San Francisco Chinese food than I did, and I'm from the area, right? So we uh, we went to uh, this one place that had a really great reputation for serving wonderful Chinese food, and, and the reputation was very well-deserved, by the way. But she said, you need to try this thing called dim sum. And I'm like, well, what is dim sum? She's like, what? You don't know what dim sum is? So we went from my naivete uh, which you might notice is a recurring theme here. But uh, yeah, I didn't know what dim sum was. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to speak up on a conference call. I didn't know a lot of things, okay? But Cheryl deflowered me. She was the one who took me into the back room and said, try this. Now, there were a bunch of other people at the table, and I did try this, and, and it was good. I want to tell you she's uh, as engaging as you might think. She's an intelligent woman. She's an independent woman. She, uh, she was able to, you know, with some help from others, uh, David and, uh, and David and uh, all the Tuesday night music club people. I think that's really that collaboration that, that brought her to the forefront. But listen, before that, she was on the road with Michael Jackson. She was writing songs and, you know, she just needed a break and she got a break in 1994. And I was so happy to be a part of that process. Very small part, but still a part of that. And I'm super proud of her. Uh, you know what? She got a chance to catch up with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and talk about, again, what it's like to get that call and find out your number's been called. You're going in. When you got the news, who was the first person you thought of? The first person that I thought of when I got the news um, was also the person that called me and told me, and that is my manager, Scooter. Um I think Scooter, this probably means as much to Scooter as it does to me. He's, he's been with me from the very beginning. He has been a spectator. He has been an insider. He's been an ally. He's been a therapist. He's been a great friend. And, you know, he's like family to me, but also, I mean, he's been at the helm of all this. And for me, I'm so deeply in the trenches at all times. I don't think about accomplishments or, you know, I'm constantly just moving on and, for him, he's felt like, you know, this, that, you know, this, this was important. And, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm as much happy for me as I am for him uh, yeah. about well, this. So interesting. You're, you're right. You know, I think to do everything you've done, you've got to be forward focused, not, and, and you don't have time to look back so much. But, um, you know, I'm sitting here in the Hall of Fame right now. I know you've been here, um, in, in toward the place. I'm on the second floor. Above me is the Hall of Fame floor, and in in that gallery, it starts with Chuck Berry, uh, first inductee, and uh, it goes through, you know, if I think of people, um, you know, whether it's guitarists or songwriters or others that were part of your sort of life as a fan and then as a musician and artist, you know, you go from Chuck Berry to the Stones and the Beatles and Aretha, and then you get up to, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page and, you know, all these artists. And it continues all the way up to artists that you inducted, you know, Linda, you were part of Linda Ronstadt induction, um, Fleetwood Mac induction um, and um, uh, Pat Benatar this year. And that's that room. And then it's going to be Cheryl Crow. 
It's, it's unbelievable when I think about the fact that I was at, um, the hot, the rock hall gig, the original one. Um, and Chuck Berry swooped me up in his arms and twirled around. Uh, I mean, that's been at least 25 years ago. And now obviously Chuck is no longer here, but I mean, there's so many artists that were not for them. I wouldn't be here. You know, I was in the audience. Uh, during the Hail Hail Rock and Roll taping, and there was Keith Richards and Steve Jordan on drums, and then cut to 30 years later, and Steve Jordan is producing me, and Keith Richards is coming to play with me. And, I mean, this is what it's all about. You know, this, to grow up listening to these people and wanting to to live that life, to be that, uh, in the spirit of rock and roll, and out there, you know, bringing it to the world, um, and to get to have the career that I've had, it's just... It's, it's hard to even, um, I mean, it's hard for me to even hold it. It's just, it's so monumental. I think monumental is a great word. You don't have to hold it. You know, it's, it's big. Um, it, it is, it's so big. I mean, it, and, and I'm from a little town, you know, with three stoplights and I'm constantly telling kids, pick up a guitar, sit down at the piano or get out a book and start singing words and it can happen. And it did. It did for me, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned um, the opening concert. That was the opening of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, and you, it was. You performed at it, you know, with a number of others, including, as you said, Chuck Berry was part of that and, um, and Bruce Springsteen and a, a bunch of others. And now uh, that building that you helped cut the ribbon on uh, is going to preserve your legacy forever. Well, it's, it's, it's incredible to be in this, to be in the rock hall with all these incredible names. And, um, yeah, I've walked the halls of the rock hall and I was at the beginning concert. I got to sing with Jackson Brown and Chrissy Hine and I was a newbie, you know, and, uh, Mellencamp and Johnny Cash were on it. And of course, Bruce Springsteen and of course, um, Chuck Berry as well. And, uh, and now to be inducted and to have, you know, my my rock gear, my get-ups and my guitars in there, it feels, it, it's just overwhelming. I mean, it's incredible. Um, I'm so honored. You know, you've been at, at ceremonies before. You've stood on the stage, performed. Again, the Linda Ronstadt one was, you know, unbelievable. That lineup uh, with uh, Emmylou Harris, with uh, Bonnie Raitt. Um, Stevie Nicks, right. uh, who else is out there? Uh, Carrie Glenn, Underwood, Glenn, Carrie Glenn, Underwood, Glenn Fry. Uh, that, and then Pat Benatar this year and, yeah. uh, and Fleetwood Mac, you know, it's a, I think you get a sense for how special a night it is. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on suddenly people are there, you're there to honor others in the past and now they're going to be there to honor you. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to just be so happy to be in that room with Willie Nelson. I mean, um, I was so happy to be in the same class with Willie and he's, uh, I tell him all the time. I got to sing with him the other night. It's my favorite person to sing with. One of my favorite people to be with. I'm so happy that I know him. Um, and 
It's just, it's going to be a great night. I don't even know what's in sport, in store. I'm, I'm already thinking of all the people that I need to thank whose shoulders I have stood upon from Eric Clapton to clearly Stevie Nicks and Linda Ronstadt. Bonnie Ray, who was one of the first people I ever saw, uh, a woman playing a guitar. Um, were it not for her, I wouldn't be doing what, you know, out there rocking with a guitar and Elton John. I mean, there's just, I, I mean, I can't even begin. If I thank everybody, who is a part of why I'm doing what I'm doing. We will be there for four days. So, yeah. um, but, but seeing Willie get inducted, that's for me, that's going to be major. Yeah. Well, you'll be forever. You know, you've, you've recorded together a bunch. You've shared the stage with them just a few days ago, but you'll forever be the class of 2023 for the rock and roll hall of fame. That's awesome. I, I do have to say that one of the greatest gifts about being a musician is, um, a, an old friend of mine uh, in the business used to say, at a certain point, you feel like getting off the swing set and letting somebody else swing for a while. For me, there's so many young people, young women, um, who are the goods, you know, whose references that I can hear, um, who wear their references like I do mine, you know, that are playing, um, who are accomplished, um, women who are not just playing and writing, but producing themselves. And, um, so if I've had an influence on any of those people, I feel like that's, that's the gift, you know, that keeps on, that keeps on giving and keeps on living because I can definitely, um, I can look to so many who have done the same for me yeah. and, uh, and I'm so proud of those references. You've received, um, uh, many other awards, including, uh, Austin city limits hall of fame last year. Yes. Uh, Austin um, city limits. That was very, very cool because, um, you know, I cut my teeth on watching those shows and those shows featured, um, they featured artists that weren't necessarily like all over the radio, but they featured a lot of storytellers. And so it was really cool to be included in, in their hall of fame. What do you think about, you know, on the family side with, um, with rock and roll hall of fame? Uh, my earliest beginnings in music were my mom and dad playing in a swing band and, you know, I thought every kid grew up that way where their parents came home and they brought all their friends after playing a gig and they stayed up and listened to music and they played along with it and they were drinking and smoking and dancing. And, you know, that's what just what I thought every kid grew up with. And that's definitely uh, has seeped into uh, my DNA. Absolutely. You know, I grew up listening from to everything from big band to uh, Burt Bacharach to uh, Aretha and Mahalia Jackson and, uh, Chicago. I mean, like modern day pop music from the time and James Taylor and Carol King and, you know, all that music just became a part of my mind's journeying out of my hometown. And, um, I, my parents raised me playing the piano. I got my degree in classical piano and I just went from there. It was just always a part of who I was. And I think, um, essentially because that's the way they raised me and that's what I grew up with. Yeah. Well, it's made you who you are. Um, it definitely has. Yeah. It's definitely made me who I am. Anything that we missed that you might want to share about um, receiving this recognition? Lifetime achievement forever uh, remembered at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's such an interesting thing because um, being inducted into the Rock Hall, it, it, it feels like receiving an Oscar for a movie you haven't quite completed yet. You know, you keep thinking... 
this is awesome, but I'm, I still have some more I've got to do to the movie, you know, and I'm working on music right now and it just feels, it feels such, it's such a nice jumping off point, you know, to stop and just reflect for a minute on 30, well, th- really ostensibly 35 years of being in the music business and it's all been amazing. It's had high highs and low lows, but I mean, I can't think of a more incredible life. There's that girl from Kennett, Missouri. It's Cheryl Crow and she's on her way to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I hope she has some dim sum because you know, dim sum is good. I'll never forget my time with her and I'm certainly going to be on my feet doing this when she says thank you and heads into the hall. Congratulations again to Cheryl Crow and all the nominees from The Wayne Coy Show.
Shane Coy Show. of 23. Hey, if you've been following this whole story with Ed Sheeran and Marvin Gaye and wondering whether or not there's a lawsuit there, 
if there's any way in hell that Ed could be found guilty of stealing, uh, we may be able to settle that for you here in just a minute. You going to stay where you are? Okay, good. The Wayne Coy Show. Hey there, it's Wayne Coy. If you're a real estate investor or you're looking to buy an investment property, well, you need to contact Michael Goyaneci at Option Funding. Their well-trained staff can assist you through the financing process and get you the funds that you need. They've got the programs to suit all investors. Now, that includes standard commercial financing, no-income DSCR loans, and hard money, too. You can refinance any existing properties for cash out or if you're looking to purchase an investment property, they can get it done for you as well. With rental income on the rise, this is a good time to invest in a rental property. And there are investment opportunities with positive cash flows right here in Nevada and other surrounding states too. They handle single family residences, four units, apartment complexes, and of course, commercial buildings. So give Michael a call at 818-821-7811. That's 818-821-7811 or email Mike G Loans at gmail.com. NMLS 163400. DRE 01342072. NMLS 144407. DRE 01921141. Now, back to the Wayne Coy Show. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, here is the story. The story is Ed Sheeran, according to the New York Post, claims that his career would be, and I'm quoting here, done. He says he'll hang it up for good if indeed he loses this current infringement case over uh, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Now, what we're going to do here is we're going to play a combination of the two songs put together, or as the kids call it, a mashup. Okay. A little thinking out loud, a little Let's Get It On. Chord structure, I think, you know, might be the same, but Ed's singing on different beats. Anyway, I don't want to lead the witness. Uh, Of note, though, one of the plaintiffs in the case is the daughter of Ed Townsend, who co-wrote the song with Marvin Gaye. All right. So if Sheeran loses, a second trial determines what damages are owed to the Townsend family. But we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Okay. So just listen and you tell me what do you think? Is this plagiarism? I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back this feeling for so long. Get it, Marvin. And if you feel I do like I feel, baby.
get it on. Okay, well, not, not at all, right? I mean, there was nothing similar. <laughs> they are like the same song. I'm sorry, but uh, I hope Ed's not serious. I hope he doesn't hang it up because I love me some Ed Sheeran, but I think he's going to write a check. That's what I think, you know? Baby, I'm out of show. To go, but I'll be back tomorrow at seven. All right. Oh, Golden Knights. Doggone it! I almost forgot. Here we are, top of the hour, and I didn't, uh, I didn't check the score for you. So let me allow me to do that now. If you don't want to know the score, then shh, go away. Turn the radio off. All right. Stop streaming. Five three Golden Knights in the third period. I think I'm going to get here tomorrow, and we're going to be celebrating a victory. That's what I think, and celebrating you. Thank you for being around. Talk to you tomorrow. Oh, no.